Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, you're faced with battles. From small, seemingly insignificant issues to bigger threats that leave you angry and confused. All leading to a deterioration of your faith family union, and life according to God's word. Welcome to the Righteous Warriors podcast. Wake up the warrior in you. Live according to the word of Righteous Warrior. Become the warrior. And now, here's your host, Dr. Alan Waller. Hey, this is Alan Waller, and this is another Righteous Warrior podcast. I'm calling out the warrior in you. A righteous warrior is a man who loves God, loves himself, loves his family, and wants to make a difference in the world. I'm so grateful that you joined us as we're continuing in our conversation. And this podcast is focusing on the 12 steps, 12 steps of sobriety. And I'm looking at it from the lens of my manhood and my Christianity. And this week, we're going to be talking with a friend and brother who's going to help us to focus on step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Our scriptural reference is Luke 6 and 31, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So listen, I'm so grateful that you're joining me and I'm looking forward to us learning and growing as we walk these steps. But let me introduce you to our brother. This is Minister Glenn Wilson. But Glenn, I'd like for you to tell us who you are and why you're here to talk about making amends. Thank you very much, Pastor Wilder. It's a privilege to be on your podcast. I'm here because in January of 1993, I I surrendered to the fact that I had an addiction problem. And um, uh, from then on, I have been clean, thank God. And I've been working. I I went through the 12-step process and since then, I've been attempting to live by the principles contained in the steps. Amen. All right. Well, I want to thank you for that. So today we're talking about made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. You know, what we've been talking about in this program and on my pod step are how each step has a preparatory step. So, of course, next week we're going to Uh, actually make the amends. But this week, we're talking about making the list and becoming willing to make amends. So how do you differentiate step eight from step nine? What's the difference between the two? Well, the main difference is, and and, and it's, it's not easy. Of course, it's easier said than done. The hard thing to do is to separate writing down the people on your list uh, from figuring out how you're going to actually make the amends. So it's very important just to concentrate on listing all the people that you have harmed during in this process. 
and Glenn, help us with this. How do you define harmed? Do I make a list? Do I include the people on the list who have told me I harmed them? Or do I put people on the list that I know I've harmed even if they don't know it? Well, this is step eight for a reason. You have worked, by the time you have worked the previous seven, of course, the first three, you know, come, come to believe and then give it to God. But then the work really starts in that fourth step when you when you really get honest about what you did. However you write, pre-addiction, during your addiction, post-addiction. But that is, to me, the setup for writing this list. You know, all of the steps demand rigorous honesty. And you start that in four and you tell it in five. But now you have to get honest about people that you have harmed. And it's, of course, it's people, the easy one uh, is that to identify are the people you physically harmed. Mm. But then that's not the only kind of harm. Mm. Um, in fact, I've heard it said that you can see when physical wounds heal, but you can't see when the emotional scars heal. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that helps separate eight from nine. And really, one of the reasons why nine is at nine, because you just can't get clean on Saturday and then go start making amends on Sunday, hmm. thinking everybody's going to be ready to hear it from you. Yeah. So it's people that you harmed physically, mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally. I'm thinking of, of my aunt who's going on to be with the Lord, who, who saw me in toward the end of my act of addiction. And I know it hurt her. I tried to weasel my way into her house up in my mother's hometown. She let me stay for a couple of days to rest. And then she said, you got to go back. Now, that had to be very hard for her to do. Mm -hmm. But it was the best thing to happen for me. So that's in harm some kind of way. And I included people that, at least in my mind, I thought I led them into using Mm. so that I would have another outlet to or another financial outlet yeah to you know to help finance what I was doing and one of the things that four does and eight is it teaches you that no you were not only victimized mm -hmm. you were not just a victim yeah you did some things in your active addiction that harmed Others. Yeah. So this is important to remember that I did some things in my addiction that altered someone else's life. I need to be willing to own up to that. And also, now I think you were you were going in this direction. But how do we get ready? Some people are going to forgive us and some people are not going to want to hear it. And some people are not going to accept our approach to amends. How did you process that? You know, you're clean now, you yeah. want to do right, but they can't handle it. How do you process that? Well, let's go back to the wound healing analogy, Pastor. Mm -hmm. Physically, the deeper the wound, the longer it takes to heal. 
and you're teaching this last week. What's true physically is true spiritually. So one of the things that is humbling is when you realize that you can't determine when somebody is willing to forgive you because that means that you are determining when they should be healed from the harm you caused. And a crucial difference is a big difference between making amends and asking for forgiveness. And of course, that's another reason the eighth step is where it is. It's not one or two. There's no way you can make amends when you're on one or two. But by the time you've done some work, you understand that you, when you get a chance to do nine with somebody, you're not going to them asking or, or expecting forgiveness because that goes back to the addiction days. For example, Pastor, using scripture, um, it says we believe in our, confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. Mm -hmm. right? That's right. Inactive addiction Inactive addiction, we learn how to say exactly what the right thing it is to say, but we don't believe it at all. Right. So when you make these amends, it's telling the person, admitting to the person what you've done, and you're not doing that expecting a positive response or any response at all. Thank you for that, Glenn. Let me just, and, and let's dig in because I think that's very important. So what I'm hearing you say is that there is a difference between making amends and seeking forgiveness. That yes. your goal is not necessarily to be forgiven, but your goal is to do right by the person that you have harmed. Correct. And the eighth is real. It's one of those, well, all of them. But, you know, you can look at four, five, and eight, nine, ten. They're freeing steps. It's like, okay, I have, to the people that I can make amends to, I've done that person to person, so that that's not lingering over my head. We've had an encounter and the thing is, you don't know what you're going to get back when you make these amends. Mm -hmm. um, it could be forgiveness. Yeah. It could be, get the you-know-what out of my face. Huh. Right. Um, but you've done your part when you get it. When, I believe, the Lord can work in this and set up opportunities for us to, to encounter these people at a time when you can make amends. Mm-hmm. And then you do it. And by the time you're on the eighth step, it, well, by the time I was on the eighth step, there were some lifestyle changes where I could be, say I'm not living like I was when I did that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and thank you for that. And that's why our scripture connected with the eighth step is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's interesting that the preparation for the eighth step doesn't have forgiveness language. It's right. about activity towards the other. And so I'm really grateful for you for saying that. Do you have any thoughts about how to make this list and 
is there a timing on this in terms of is there a statute of limitations if your addiction ran for 20 years do you go back just sort of the the last five years do you do you go from the very beginning how do you make your list or is it just everybody that you can think of the list is not a one and done thing mm. now when you're actually working the step starts with prayer and you begin writing and yes what happened for me was sometimes not even names but faces of people that I did that I considered harm to I wrote them down understanding that God knew who I was talking about you know it could be like you know that dude at JoJo's house did this or whatever. So it's ongoing. And um, whenever you finish the step work, it does not mean, you know, theoretically that you have finished because we might harm, you know, we just, just like uh, the good preachers say, uh, we'll never be sinless, but we ought to be sinning less as we move gotcha. along. Yeah. So, so then making amends becomes a regular part of our lifestyle so that if I realized that I have harmed you, the moment I realize that I've harmed you, I need to prepare to go to you to fess up and make amends. So if amends is not giving, if amends, and, and of course, this will pick up a little more next week on step nine, but can we talk about if amends is not simply saying, I'm sorry, could you give me an example of how you make an amends? What's an example okay. of it? Yes. Well, for example, um, I couldn't physically make amends to my mom and dad because basically from first drink was at 16 and I used from one thing or another with various degrees of intensity until the age of 45. So my parents never saw me clean. Mm. So... I can't make face-to-face -face amends with them, but my lifestyle, I can live in such a way that honors them. Okay. Um, somebody in my past that uh, I really messed over mm -hmm. saw the change in my lifestyle and uh, helped me get my first job in recovery. Mm -hmm. So what I did from that point uh, was to work on the job in such a way that she would, that the guy that she knew that hired me would not report back to her and say, why did you send this lousy worker over here? Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's really a change in lifestyle. Can you help some of us who are thinking about working these steps? You know, I'm I'm thinking about this person that I've harmed. Can you talk to me about how you set up? I know this is more step nine, but if I'm thinking about making amends with someone and now I, I recognize that 
Joe Smith. I need to make amends with him for how I did X, Y, and Z at his house numerous times. How do I set that up? That's Joe Smith's name is on my list. How do I set up to go make the amends? Well, let's push back just a little bit, Pastor, to make sure that um, we have been clear that um, it's not about who did the most harm to each other in the exchange. Okay. Um, well, Joe, Joe did more to me than I did to him. No, it, it, it's not about that. Once you have uh, settled on a comprehensive definition of harm for you, and you write that list, then on, on some levels, on some levels, you trust God to set up a time when you can make the physical, the actual physical amends face to face because it is more in step nine because part of that step nine is, you know, you don't want to go talk to Joe. It might might result in some hands on hands or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, once, you, once you tell him what you did. Right. Um, so there has to be some discernment regarding how you make the amends, how and when and where the amends are made. That's right. And and I guess that that's what I'm asking. My listeners would love to know, OK, I know it's Joe. I know what I did. I haven't talked to Joe in a year. And how do I reach out to what, what are the steps of reaching out to Joe to make the amends? Do I, do I write him a letter and say, I'd like to come talk to you? Do I call him up and rehearse my sobriety process? What do I do? I know I need to make amends with Joe and I'm sitting over here. His name is on my list. What do I do now? What does my hearer who's listening to you today who has Joe's name written down, what's his next step to do, literally? Okay, well, pray first. Mm-hmm. Lord, I need to make amends to Joe. Mm-hmm. And then you can reach out. Okay. And say, look, Joe, I'd like to talk to you, man, about something and take it from there. Now, the, the key is you have to be ready for what you get back from Joe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because once again, the humility is you're reaching out to somebody to make the amends without an expectation that you will be let off the hook for whatever it is you did. Yeah. So you might say what you need to say to Joe. And he said, oh, man, look, we were in that game. We're not in it now. Forget about it, bro. Let's keep it moving. You know, mm-hmm. or you might, you know, you might get from that. So you might get cursed out. It's that part you and, and part of that is that part is out of your control. Gotcha. It's out of our control. And making amends is not seeking forgiveness. The goal right. of this, because forgiveness belongs with the other person, whether they forgive yes. you or not, does not determine whether you have made amends. Making amends is your 
owning up to your behavior and offering that. But this week, and I want to thank you, we're talking with Glenn Wilson, Minister Glenn Wilson, who has many years of sobriety and has helped countless persons work their 12-step programs. And he is here today talking to us about step eight. We made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. What I'm suggesting to you is that when you get to this portion of your program, every step has a preparatory step. You've got to get it in your head. And what we need you to get in your head this week is this is not getting forgiveness and you are not the boss of somebody else's reaction. You can't make them forgive you. You can't make them accept it, but you can make amends. I want to challenge you this week to make your list, think through, and how do you know whether it's harmed? Well, it's this. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Would you have wanted that to happen to you? If you cause that to happen to somebody, you probably need to make amends. Listen, I am so grateful that you've listened to this podcast this week. I'm going to ask Glenn, do you, is there any last thing that you want my hearers to hear about being prepared or being willing to make amends before we sign off this week? Just that the step is humbling because it, it makes you come face to face with you. Mm. And it makes you further admittance that you were not just a victim during your addiction, that you played an active role on some level. Uh, and in playing that active role in your addiction, you harmed people. And what it does as you're praying about it and thinking about it is it, it brought me face to face with situations that if it wasn't for the step process, I never would have had to face in this thing called the recovery. Yeah. And, you know, working, going through this, then it removes some, what, what, it, it, you, you can't be in denial about what you did. You know, the acronym for denial, Pastor, don't mm. even know I am lying. So <laughs> it removes that. Yeah. It removes the ability to use it. No, you harmed people when you were out there. Yeah. And this is a way for you to, this is, for me, it was a way to come, to come face to face with the stuff I did. Thank you so much, Minister Glenn Wilson. And we thank you for joining the Righteous Warrior podcast. We're talking about making amends. And listen, if you're going to get on to your next season, if you're going to be the righteous warrior that God intended for you to be, if you've harmed someone in the past, you've got to own up to that. Make the amends and keep on moving. Listen, this is Alan Waller, and this has been Righteous Warrior podcast. I'm calling out the warrior in you. A righteous warrior is a man who loves God, loves himself, loves his family, and wants to make a difference in the world. And I look forward to your sharing. Please, if you know someone that might benefit from this podcast, I want to encourage you to share it. And I want to encourage you to make amends so you can get to the next season of your life. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. Thank you for listening to the Righteous Warrior Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and think it would benefit somebody you know, help them wake up the warrior inside and share the episode with them. 
You can also leave a review or submit questions to Dr. Alan Waller by heading to RighteousWarriorLLC.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.